This is Contra Radio from Contra.Scot. The Very Reverend David Jameson here with another Sunday sermon. First of all, congregants, apologies for the lateness of this sermon. The good minister uses public transport and yesterday ScotRail dumped me in the middle of nowhere without alternative transport. True to form, our failing rail company blamed strikes, despite the fact that they were suspended for negotiations last week. Today's sermon is about political amnesia, the distortions imposed on both historical reckoning and contemporary politics by the phenomenon of presentism, the loss of a sense of historical time and continuity. Consider this for a moment. Today, in Rome, there is a government led by the far right. The leading force in that government is the direct descendant of Italy's wartime fascist regime. To celebrate the coming to power of this government, thousands of fascists met up in northern Italy to celebrate the new administration and mark the 100th anniversary of Mussolini's fascist coup, the so-called March on Rome, with a mass straight-arm salute. Thank God, then, that just a few days later, this Saturday passed, tens of thousands protested in Rome against the new government of Giorgia Maloney and her support for proxy war with Russia in Ukraine. Pacifist, anti-fascist and trade union groups spearheaded the march, with some participants, quoted by the Financial Times, noting that there is a close relationship between war and reactionary mobilisation in Europe's history. Now, this is exactly the sort of backdrop that would usually have a certain type of Guardian or New York Times reader in a fit of paranoid euphoria. Just think, two governments, 100 years apart, stemming from the same fascistic lineage, both up to their necks in plots of war in continental Europe, both projecting wild rhetoric about European greatness and the threat of foreign savage enemies who can only be tamed through violence. Carol Cadwallader should be busting blood vessels. She should be hunting down Italian dark money in London. She should be demanding to know at once, what is this shady North Atlantic Treaty organisation that binds so many reactionary currents together across Europe and the Atlantic, from Trump, who massively increased NATO's presence in Ukraine, to Maloney, Orban in Hungary, and the law and justice thugs in Poland who are currently constructing a wall, Trump might say a beautiful wall, along their border to prevent refugees fleeing from the war across Europe. But instead we have this twisted, ugly reality. Many on the left, and particularly in the faction of splenetic liberal paranoiacs, oppose the peace protesters in Rome. That's right, they actually oppose peace protesters, pacifists, Catholic peace groups, trade unionists calling for an end to war. They instead support the stance taken by the Italian far right, the lineal descendants of Mussolini's Italy, of continuing proxy war with Russia through the massive supply of arms, through an economic blockade which is immiserating millions of working class people, and of the now apparent direct organisation of the Ukrainian war effort by NATO powers. What happened to all those warning about creeping fascism just a few years ago? It's forgotten. What was an existential threat to world civilization at the height of the attempts to block Brexit is now utterly irrelevant by comparison to the latest thing, Putin bad man. And as the war in Europe continues to metastasize and spread, 
as it already has from fighting in southern Europe to the Middle East to tense standoffs between Russian and Western proxies in northern Africa, the dangers of a new refugee crisis loom. How hollow liberal pleading over Britain's cruel and shabby asylum system when they are perfectly happy to see war displace millions in order to pursue their warped obsessions with the latest hashtag cult. How many brain-dead lectures have we endured from these people in recent years about forgetting the lessons of the midnight of the 20th century? Those who do not accuse all and sundry of being Nazis are doomed to jackbooted terror. The subtext to these harangues was always the same. You'll be the complacent fools who ushered in the new dark age. I, the observer's own tribune of the oppressed, I will be one of the prophetic few who saw the dangers and stood against the tide. Even as they march like lemmings towards a more fractious, war-prone world from Europe to the South China Sea, the lefty liberal scribes still maintain their absurd fictions. The latest a New York Times article claiming that Trump was engineered into power to weaken the US response to a Russian invasion of Ukraine. This is the same Trump who, as mentioned, revolutionised the Ukrainian army through arming it and supplying it with intensive training and access to the CIA's formidable resources of intelligence, technology and covert operations. In fact, Trump is one of the personalities most responsible for the bloody morass in Ukraine today, something the swivel-eyed scribblers could say, maybe even investigate, if only it didn't clash with their own stunted worldview. In times like this, I can't help but think back to 2016, to the many explanations given by the soft left, in particular for the election of Donald Trump. There were screeds written on journals like Open Democracy saying, not without justification, that the seeds of the Trump election were sown not in the months running up to the vote, but in the years and decades of liberal economic orthodoxy, in the destruction and offshoring of whole industries, in the uprooting of entire working class communities, in the overweening power that the rich increasingly wielded over a hollowed out democratic system. You can still see a pale echo of these arguments in some of those put around election time on the left wing of the Democratic Party in America. If only Joe Biden were a socialist, we're told, the Democrats wouldn't be staring down the barrel of defeat in the midterm elections there. This is one of these arguments that sort of belongs in the if my auntie had bollocks she'd be my uncle category. In the intervening years, it rather feels like all of the warnings about the weaknesses of centrist liberal economic orthodoxy have been forgotten. Look at British politics today. We have the Treasury's man as Prime Minister, thrust into office without a democratic vote by the Bank of England and the currency markets. We have Keir Starmer of the rewarmed Blairite project. And of course we have Nicholas Sturgeon, an exemplar of a form of corporate centrist politics which has failed so disastrously around the world in recent years and was famously crushed by Trump in the 2016 election. At the time, there were a thousand articles written insisting that we learn the lessons of that period, but our amnesiac politics are just as complacent as always, if not worse, today, as many of yesteryears would-be Cassandras and Oracles rally around NATO, rally around Biden, and absurdly rally around the grandchildren of the Mussolini regime in Italy.
all in the name of the greater cause of defeating Russia. Those who don't remember are indeed doomed to repeat. Want more like this? Subscribe to Contra Radio on our SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up to our regular newsletter at contour.substack.com and find great articles and more at contour.scot. We really rely on listeners like you to help us grow. In return, you get access to exclusive content and events by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash contourscot.com.